0: Oh, hey, guys, it's me, Sarah. Um, if you are already a listener of Mind gold, you pretty much already know what it's about. Um, if you're not though, it's pretty much me interviewing people who have overcome uh, hardships, obstacles, challenges, adversity in their life, uh, and not only got through it but used it to make them stronger uh, mentally or physically. So the current situation we're in with the coronavirus pandemic is um, a very unique challenge uh, and obstacle that we are all facing. Being in the fitness industry and being deemed a non-essential service, um, obviously, uh, and a lot of people in the community are experiencing that struggle right now in terms of how they're going to maintain their current level of fitness strength, no matter what level you're at, whether you're just a, a regular gym goer, um, a weekend warrior, a, an athlete, um, we're all in the same boat, really. So I thought I would reach out to gym owners, to athletes, to coaches in the community, um, and talk to them about how they are continuing to motivate, continuing to program and run their businesses, um, as well as keep positive and basically use this current situation as an opportunity pretty much i'm trying to find the silver lining here (laughs) um yeah so that's what these next few episodes are going to be about who knows how long we're going to be in this situation for so we may as well be listening to some fucking positivity right so yeah that is mind gold the apocalypse edition and you're listening to episode one So I'm here, well sort of here, not really here, like I can see Link and Bailey like on another computer screen. So <laughs> they're basically here in my lounge with me and Graham and my new weightlifting platform that is now was where my couch was. So yeah, um, how are you guys? Good. Yeah, good, thank good. you. Good. So we yep. were just kind of talking before I started recording because that's what I always do about how... Everyone who is like a strong motherfucker is literally just using this as pretty much an opportunity for gains. And you guys seem like you're in that category.
1: I'd say so.
2: <laughs> I'd say it didn't start like that. Although, yeah. no, we were never really worried about the fact that we couldn't train because we like stripped our gym gear and put it in that garage. So we're always going to be able to Obviously. train. Obviously. <laughs> But then it's turned into, like, yeah, like, what can we really focus on when we're forced to focus on something other than the usual, you
0: know? Yeah. So tell me a bit about your guys' business because, obviously, I was, like, just about to come and train with you guys in Tassie no. before this whole bullshit um, happened. The, the day yeah. before. <laughs> and it was funny because I was, like – um, I was looking forward to coming, but I'd would planning. i been planning on just actually having a break from training for, like, a few days, but the thought of that just really wasn't sitting well with me at all, and I was, like, yeah. talking to Soph about it, and she was like, oh, my God, no, you have to go train with my friends. Like, I will <laughs> hook you up. You have to go. I was like, and then I got really more excited to come, and I was, like, pretty much just, like, really excited to come and train, and then I was like, fuck. I,
1: yeah, it would have been awesome. It would have been cool to to have you in, like,
0: well, hopefully we'll be here when you come back and visit next time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course you fucking will be. Like, we just have to be yeah. so positive. <laughs> um, yeah. So, how long have you guys had that gym?
2: Um, so, we took over officially uh, at the end of November last year. So, we've only had it about five months. Yeah. But it was a pre-existing gym before that. So, Link worked there for two years before that. Oh, okay. And basically. Yeah. It wasn't a CrossFit gym, but he basically, he was in charge pretty much. He wasn't the owner or the boss or anything, but he was in charge. It was pretty much a CrossFit gym. Yeah. People just didn't know that they were doing CrossFit.
0: Oh, that's what my members do. (laughs) They don't know they're doing CrossFit either.
2: It was so funny. When we took over, people were like, oh, so how's it going to change? Like, what what different workouts are we going to do? And we're like, you're going to do exactly
0: what you've been doing for two years.
1: (laughs) Everything stays the same.
0: But you guys, it's an affiliate, right? Or is it? Yeah. It is? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So
2: we were tossing up whether we should affiliate or not, just because it was kind of around the same time that CrossFit went off offline and off social media and stuff. And we're mm-hmm. like, what are we paying for? But it was definitely worth it because the people that were brought in because we are affiliated have searched CrossFit and have found us. It's been, it's definitely been worth it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so that's good. That's Sorry, you don't. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was definitely one of those things that um, I think like still, especially being down here on such a small little place, the CrossFit gyms have been so tight. Like they've got their little niche.
3: Yeah. It
1: was like our big thing was like, what can we do to completely change the market and, and break that up as well? Yeah. Um, obviously, like we we've got our clients, and that like that's the one thing we've said from day one is like, doesn't matter who walks in, whether it be your first person on day one or your elite athlete, everyone's treated the same.
0: Yeah, I think that's so important, eh? Because you get yeah. these gems, and they get a few people in there who are like, you know, pretty good, and if those people are dicks, <laughs> it just fucks everything. Not the culture you want. Nah, not at all. Yeah.
1: Um, and, like, the best thing about, like, the, I think we've been really lucky as well is because, like, we have come at it from a different perspective as both of us have come, well, still are competing and that sort of thing, but come from that higher level of being athletes. Yeah, for sure. As coaches, not just people who came into it as health and fitness because one of the big things, and this is, like, one of the massive things everyone told us and was saying to us down here is you're not going to have a place where elite athletes are going to come and that sort of thing because pe- people, like, that's not the market. And it was, like, we were getting told and getting told and getting told that by everyone. And then yeah. it was, like, well, fuck it. Let's be that place. Let's, let's be the place where these people want to come and train and let's have a place where, like, athletes can be. So it's not sort out that it's like they're the ones that have to get pushed away and pushed to the side of that. We can be the one box where they do want to come.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because their needs are still important as well. <laughs> like, massively. absolutely.
1: Yeah, massively. So, like, we've got that's – a, that's a really good thing because both of us used to train at the academy. Yeah. So um, before Bailey moved over from NZ, well, she was, she was training over there, but then when she moved over – um, start training with me and we we were both under leo um, who have learned so much
3: from and some very old-school ways of weightlifting yeah <laughs> but he's like he's the man like he's, he's
1: awesome but I think it was very cool for us to to break out and do our own thing and also have the notorious weightlifting because really the only other weightlifting club they had here was the academy
0: yeah, for sure. So, you guys have a weightlifting club within NTRS as well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. But you both, so, you still do, so you obviously still do weightlifting and CrossFit as well. Because, Bailey, I'm like an old school like stalker of you on Instagram, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: I'm, not, I'm not actually doing any weightlifting, I'm only
0: CrossFit. But. but you are like, Really fucking good in New Zealand and probably still are very good.
2: <laughs> uh, I did, yeah. So I, I kind of bounced my athletic life between CrossFit and weightlifting, like going, trying to perform it at both ends of it. So, yeah, I, I was trying for the Olympics and then kind of hit a roadblock mentally and emotionally. So I stopped that and then kind of threw myself back into CrossFit.
0: Yeah. Seems to
2: I do, bounce from one
0: to the other. Well who knows what's gonna happen with the qualification process now. Yeah. So hey, you might still be able to sneak on in there. Oh, to Tokyo. <laughs> well, I don't know what's happening. Like one of um my friend Emily, she's like she's she's she was like one comp away from completing the qualification process. So
2: many where I know. Uh, it's fucked. But so, no, they've changed uh, it to twenty twenty one, so and they'll they'll have another qualification period I reckon. Yeah. The-
1: I reckon, like, the craziest thing's just been – it was – I think one of the biggest things was while Bailey was in it, was super invested in it. But, like, I, I pulled the plug on weightlifting about six months beforehand. Yeah. To focus more on – well, on CrossFit, but more on the coaching. On being yeah. On coach and, like, getting as many athletes as we can to the top level. Um, but it's been funny now sitting back and watching, and it's, it's – Especially for the Pacific region and that Oceania spot and all those spots in Oceania, it's like girls are getting, like, massive that which should have never been massive and then girls are doing these crazy cuts because they're all just trying to bounce in between all these weight classes. Yeah, it's fucking
3: hectic. It's turned
1: to a joke. Like, it's an absolute joke sitting back and watching and being like, all right, well, (laughs) there's all these spots, so how many girls can move up three weight classes or move down three weight classes? And It's... It's such a shitty qualification process.
3: Yeah. That when
1: you look back and you sit sit back, it's like the best weightlifters aren't going to be at the games.
0: It's yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty fucked. Like, what? There's six six events you have to go to, and the whole point system. It's like so fucking confusing. It's literally yeah. like being taught how to play chess for the first time.
3: Yeah.
0: I had like to listen it, to a yeah. whole podcast on it, and I was still like, what. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's been really good in the terms of, like, obviously, like, water and that sort of stuff. Um, and and being able to cut out a lot of doping. Which yeah, is, for is sure. huge. And that was the whole reason behind it, like, obviously. But in terms, it's just turned it into a shit show as well.
0: Well, how much is everyone going to be getting on it, like, now? <laughs> like...
1: Well, that, that's the crazy thing. It's like, these places are on lockdown and... That's that's the thing. A lot of these places that were doping probably gone now, oh, sweet, we got free reign for like six months.
0: Self isolation doping? Like, right. I was just talking about this today, actually. Like, how many people would be like, fucking yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah. it's it's pretty crazy, though. It's, I don't think it's, like I said, I, I think it's good in terms of the sport and cutting out a lot of the cheats and getting rid of a lot of cheats but on the on the flip side of it and the thing is we're not gonna see the best weightlifters at Tokyo.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. But
1: the the fact that we're gonna see a whole heap of juniors probably because they got a lot more Roby points than everyone else is yeah. a, is a joke. Yeah, that's kinda of shitty. <laughs> yeah. Like Yeah. But that's 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 what it is and that's what they've come to and I guess everyone just has to keep has to move around that
0: so. yeah would yeah. you say i guess i mean given your guys positions as athletes now has the current situation really affected your goals short like your short-term goals or your long-term goals at all
2: yeah no, not really maybe maybe it's just extended it out another year yeah like okay. I, I was planning on trying to compete crossfit this year and then maybe early next year but then now now I'm like, oh maybe I'll wait another year before I stop trying to push to that top level. Yeah. Not so much, you know. Like I because i 'cause I'm gonna do down under CrossFit Champs and whether that's still on, so Yeah, when's that supposed to be? So they it was supposed to be uh May and now they've pushed it up to July. Um but I don't know if it'll be ready by July if we'll be ready to travel by July.
0: Hopefully. Yeah, well, I've been hearing that international travel isn't looking like to be on the cards for a year, which yeah, is crazy. too. It's crazy. And, oh, and um... <laughs> <laughs> Turn the light I'm just sitting in the yeah. dark over here, basically. <laughs> Got to save money.
2: Yeah, like, yeah. There, and then there was the New Zealand team nationals that we wanted to head, head over into. That was supposed to be in October, but I don't reckon we're going to be able to travel internationally
0: in six months time. Yeah, nah. And even, like, weightlifting nationals, I don't feel like that will... I mean, that's not till October, and I don't but see how that can... Be... That's set comp, yeah. Oh, right. Because, I mean, yeah. how are they going to... It's not just a matter of being able to run the event. They've got to obviously have people qualifying. If they don't have a period of people qualifying, Pops. then no one's going to fucking make it anyway. So it's just fucked everything yeah. up, basically.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been interesting because we got... So one of our little starts... Um, zaki milhouse he he basically he's oddly we've converted him to he's converted himself to crossfit from
0: weightlifting
1: yeah oh wow so so he was he's he was on our team to go over to new zealand nationals but it depends like that's the thing now if we can't go to new zealand it may be the thing that try and pull it out and see what qualification period is and maybe just go back to nationals for weightlifting. So
0: Yeah, right. It could change a whole lot of people's
1: directions, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's, like, if you look at it as an opportunity, like, if he looks at it as an opportunity, then it is what you make it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah.
1: So we'll see how that goes. Like, I think that'll, we'll just see what happens there, I guess. Yeah, just
2: have to go day by day.
0: Can't control anything, so you can't get like
1: wound up about it or anything. Oh, like but that. people are <laughs>
0: people are losing their shit about it, dude. Like, like so hard, so hard. I was just reading actually. There's like a list of um, questions, like what you can and can't do, and it's yeah. like intense. It must be like I I stopped scrolling. I was like, nah. Once it got to, can I call the ambulance? I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, you know, can I visit my grandparents? Can I visit my grandparents with one other person? Can I... It was like a list of everything in the world you can possibly think of. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
1: That's... Yeah, that stuff's pretty crazy Um. in terms of... Like, there's just so many loopholes, right? Yeah. And there's so many different... It's all great. There's no black-white. No, it's I green,
0: think that's the thing. Like, yesterday, I was like, well getting a platform is essential because I need it. So I'm obviously going to drive an hour away to buy a fucking platform off Gumtree because it is essential. But, you know, someone else might be like, I have to get my eyelashes done. Like, I don't know what other things do people do? You know, I don't know. I think I'm like, I've been really enjoying like working from home um, because I just love being at home and I live by myself. So it's like, I'm just loving it, like it rolls so much. It's um it, it's definitely been a cool time. Like I've well it's been really shitty,
1: but it's also been cool. Like <laughs> I've noticed in terms of our programming and that sort of stuff going through so like not only just programming our CrossFit but programming for our lifters and then our performance which is our for our um like our high level athletes in CrossFit and that sort of thing. Like it's been really different in terms of the challenge of how I'm programming and that sort of stuff now. Yeah. this week, like, I'm probably the sorest I've been in months, like, how we've been doing stuff. So made a massive focus in this time, like, especially for our CrossFit athletes and our our weightlifting athletes, on putting a heap of bodybuilding in programming. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Which I think is so... Oh, it, it, it frustrates me because we listen to so many of the older coaches who are like, no, nah, you don't need to do that. Snatch, clean and joke, pull, squat, and presses. Yeah. But that that works. That worked at a date and time. Whereas now, like with how we are as athletes and that, like I think one of the biggest things is keep, keeping athletes from being injured. Now, if you want to push athletes to that, that level of high-performance level, there's got to be that base. So, like, I think there has yeah, to be sure. a massive focus on bodybuilding in terms of functional bodybuilding.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: accessory work, like, true accessory work, not just doing deficit pulls or pulls from blocks or changing it up that way. Like, yeah. uh, I think that's got to have a massive crossover, and this has been a really good time where I've been able to put that in and program that, and people are just doing, like, what I'm so sore, I'm so tender. Like, all these muscles are working. Like, my shoulders are feeling stable and stuff. And it's like, that's really cool.
0: It's so I fucking think, good. And it's fun as well. How fucking yeah. fun is a set of 15? Like, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. My coach had me on, like, a five sets of 15-something, like, yeah. three times a week. And I was just constantly crippled. But it was, like, the best.
1: The yeah, best. It's, it's cool. But, like, you see... You see different changes to that as well. So, like the the progressive overload in that is becomes way different.
0: Yeah, like
1: way different. So, it, but it, it's cool. Like it's sort of built on how I already program and how we've been programming for a while, especially in our weightlifting, which is is quite different. Like I love like the the conjugate method, like the West Side method, and that which was great for powerlifting, but turning that into weightlifting is a different thing. So having those, like, micro cycles and those mini cycles broken into a longer cycle where you're still getting a max each week because I think that's one of the things is, like, that progressive overload and, like, high volume and then we go on that, that slant I think that only works to a certain point. Yeah, okay. We're wanting to keep athletes strong, right? Yeah, and that's the thing. So we do this cycle build up. We do this deload. We start back at one. We do the cycle build up. We deload. Why don't we like sit on this line, just slowly going up each time, like in across, rather than these big peaks and drops? Trot- yeah, and for trot-
0: sure. Yeah,
1: like so, like we'll program something, and they'll have this this their percentage work, which is. I usually like to keep our guys like for percentage work and volume within like that probably that 60 to 75 range. But like letting them max on like having one day a week where we're still maxing, but it could be maxing something completely different, which is building a different adaption like in terms of strength. Yeah, so sure. We get stronger still, even if it's a high volume phase. Yeah. So Little things we could be like, all right, we're going to go a 5RM push press. Or we're oh. doing.
0: <laughs> no, thanks. <S. laughs>
1: <That's> like, or even something like a 8RM strip press. Or yeah. going, all right, we're going to hit a clean, hang clean, front squat, power jerk, jerk complex. But. <laughs> you're only probably going to be able to hit that at 70 or 75%. That
0: sounds horrendous. I'm thinking that I'm actually lucky I didn't get to come train with you guys because that all (laughs) sounds fucked.
1: I think it's just like a a different way of looking at it in terms of like, we want to be strength athletes and a lot of people like, and we hear a lot of people in in the weightlifting circle and in the weightlifting community be like, Oh, it's all technical and it's all about it's where yes, we there's such a technical component and we have to be crazy technical. But those really, really super strong athletes are the ones that can get out there and can pull out these crazy lists, pull out these crazy numbers, get themselves out of these shitty positions that they can yeah. get into in between times and make these lists.
0: Yeah, it's, it's like, that one percent kind of thing that no one else is spending like three or four hours a week during these bodybuilding sessions. And now it's kind of a chance for people to do that. Basically.
1: 100%. Cause like we rarely see a one RM and this is across the board. That looks absolutely perfect. Oh, yeah.
0: No, it looks like, like fucking dead.
1: Like, it's a phenomenal lift and that's their one RM. And you're like, that's the most beautiful lift I've ever seen. You're like, Holy shit. That person's going somewhere. But for 9 out of 10 lifters, it's not like that.
0: No. <laughs> <But we laughs> Certainly not.
1: Be, like, uh, my theory <laughs> is we need their bodies to be strong, to be able to and, and, and capable to deal with the amount of volume and the, the, the load we put our, our body through in training. Yeah, for sure. Because you can't just get that from squats, pulls and presses. Yeah. yeah. Do
0: you, So do your guys who you program for, do they all have access to home gyms right now? Or if they all, if you lent equipment out, like how have you done it?
2: Yeah, so we've uh, lent equipment out to those that wanted it basically. Yeah. A lot of people, like we're doing Zoom sessions with them and they've filled their backpacks with like pavers from their deck or <laughs> something like that. Oh, that's that. awesome. Like, yeah, so they're making do with what they've got or like we had a guy today fill up two shopping bags with like chicken stock and stuff so he could do some like front front raisers, some, like, front, um, like, well, not plate raisers, but so hang on, he
0: filled a shopping bag full of, like, liquid stock, or, like, the actual, con- yeah. <laughs>
1: the containers of chicken Oh, the containers stuff. of no, no, chicken no, stock.
0: Chicken. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so why would you just use water? Why the fuck would you specifically yeah. like, use like stock? Fruit, that was yeah. Okay, that makes it was more sense. <laughs>
1: like, for, like, class, like, that's been working really well doing the Zoom stuff, and, like, people, like, that's the stuff we lent out, but a fair few of our weightlifters and our um, our performance athletes have all their equipment anyway. Yeah, so, so many we, crossfitters
0: well, are like fucking prepared for the apocalypse, right? It's actually hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but it's been mad here. I don't know if it's been the same in Tassie, but like, because I ordered a bunch of stuff off Rogue like two weeks ago, because I just hadn't. I just could see everyone from the from UK and US and stuff posting all this ISO yeah. training, and I was like what's happening, (laughs) like, (laughs) fuck, and there was, like, not even anything about it here, but I was like, you know what, I'm not going to risk it, yeah, so I just went and bought, like, a whole set of plates from Rogue, and then literally, like, a week later, they're, like, sold out, because everyone's just been like, fuck,
2: (laughs) oh, you're so clever, yeah,
0: (laughs) well, I'm, I, the thought of not, I can't think of anything worse, to be honest, I mean, I know there are a lot worse things happening right now for people,
1: so, I'm I'm aware of that. I was saying that, and this is one of the things, like this became one of the, I was talking to a lot of people about this was, is it like we say, oh, I I know it's not the worst thing going on, but for us it is.
0: Yeah, massively.
1: Training is our, our outlet. Like as athletes, it's what we do. So that was one of the huge things when they said like, oh, they're cutting sport and it's not essential. Okay, I completely got that and that sort of thing. But it's like. So you're saying now what someone does, I, I think they said things the wrong way and they worded it the wrong way because they're like, so an athlete whose their entire life has been based around their sport and that's their income, you're saying now what they do is it doesn't mean anything? Yeah,
0: that's a bit fucked. I, so I didn't actually think of it from that I
1: was perspective. Like, you, that's completely cutting down. So firstly, you've just broken, like you've taken away their whole outlet <laughs> and what they do but now you, you, you're playing in their head as well
0: you've told them they're pointless
1: <laughs> yeah essentially and like that's one of the biggest things like i've hated seeing in this is like people are all now like and you see it all over facebook and you see it they're like oh well these people are essential these people are essential see why are athletes getting paid this much they're not essential they don't mean shit now and it's like hold up but you're also the person complaining that you can't go watch the afl or can't watch the footy on tv or you've got nothing to do because that's all you do all your life. Yeah. All those sports. So it's like, don't like this, all these contradictions in our society. Now I reckon that people like, it's just created mind fun for everyone.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely has. It's, and it's been so vague and confusing. I think all the rules about training and I feel like one day it's been like, you can train outdoors and then it's like, you can train with one other person. And then it's like, you can't leave the house. But then yeah. you, um, it's so confusing. It's like you said, it, There's no black and white. There's no. So I imagine you guys as business owners were you kind of just like, what the fuck are we doing? Like when it happened? Like, uh, like how long did, did it take you to get a plan together? So on the, uh, on
2: the, what day do we close? We close. So we meet no Wednesday we went to um, like it was for about five days it was like restricted train like we were restricted had to keep numbers of classes and stuff like that and then the Monday of the start of whatever week it was we went to outdoor classes because it was the whole uh, indoor sporting venues are closed no one's allowed in there and then so we've got lots of space luckily we're at the hockey centre and they've got big car parks and stuff so we just kind of took everything outdoors and modified the workouts for a couple of days. And then on the Wednesday there was um there was a announcement about outdoor spaces associated with the indoor sporting venues that should be locked out right. as well. And so we're like like oh well yeah. That's us. Like if, if outdoor space is associated with indoor venues, that's pretty much like our area. So we so we did this big announcement, we closed everything down, and then that was Wednesday at lunchtime and then Thursday even oh Wednesday, eve- Wednesday evening. evening. The same day the pre- Scott Morrison announced that you're allowed to do outdoor boot camps in groups of ten. I'm <laughs> like, what's the difference between an outdoor boot camp at a sporting venue and an outdoor boot camp in an outdoor boot camp?
0: Yeah, it doesn't like, doesn't make any sense. So, I mean, why get a thirty minute haircut? Also, like, yeah. yeah, it's been. We
1: made that so yeah, we made that call to go everything to online, which wasn't too bad because we already had an online platform going. Oh, okay, it was cool. just getting one like, to buy into going on Zoom now. Yeah. So um, that was the the one thing, but it was we also made that call and like I I think it was one of those things that like, I'm proud we did it, is that we were like, right, if our members and that can't train in a gym, we're not going to train in there. So we basically, that day, we cleaned the whole gym out of gear, um, set up at home, rented our stuff out, like, as the week went wow, on. Wow, that's, that's fucking awesome. Because, like, that's that's been one of the things that's really pissed me off still is you're still seeing, like, coaches and gym owners and that putting their videos up of them training in a gym
0: I really don't know why you put a video like that up because it's it's just taking the fucking purse and rubbing rubbing it in your members faces
1: and and the worst thing is they're like oh well it's my place I can do whatever I want it's like yeah but how does that reflect to your members yeah you're going like I can do this I can get fit I can train I can do all this but you guys have to stay at home I was like, that's such a dick move. Yeah. Yeah,
0: so... So you guys have I set up that... in your garage? What was that? You've set up in your garage? Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't even have a garage. That's why I've had to but... do the whole lounge situation. Yeah, we're pretty lucky. That's it was, awesome.
1: Um, it's, it's just dropping some of the barbells, and then, like, if you go full send on an assault bike, because it's in the garage, it like, the whole apartment building is it it's like a, it's like a wind tunnel in there it's crazy i would use it as
0: a silver lining to not have to go on the assault bike <laughs> fuck that <Yeah. laughs> um and how how many of your members would you say have taken up your like your online programming as opposed to how many you had attending before uh um, like percentage wise zoom or yeah online like programming. yeah well yeah you have, you have, but you have both so you're continuing to do your online yeah. programming for your weightlifters who obviously have yeah. set-ups at home. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: So we're still doing that. I reckon most, most – well, I say most. Most of the athletes are still following the program the best that they can. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we've only got two Zoom classes. We've got a 9.30 a.m. and a 5.30 p.m. So the people that can't make those Zoom classes are training on their own outside of the times but still following the program as well. Yeah. Okay. I would say, like – not as much as I want to be still followed. Like I want more people. At least they're doing it and not recording it. But yeah. I would like a few more. Yeah. But people I find people's excuses are like, I just can't buy into the online thing right. or so blah 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 blah. But it's it's everyone's got to adapt to it.
0: Yeah. You, I, I mean, we, it'll probably like six months. Like, what else are you gonna do? Yeah. yeah.
1: This is I think this is the biggest thing. People who have still been holding oh, out. Yeah, oh well, I'll go do this and. I'll do that and I'll just wait and it's like it's not going to be like that, like you either have to like, you have to adapt now and make those changes, like uh, what is it, it's like 28 days to make a habit isn't it? I'm pretty sure. Oh,
0: something like that
1: Yeah, something like that along those lines so it's like, well, we've got like however long we're going to be in lockdown for well, that's and the like, thing i that, think that just happens.
0: waiting doing the whole waited out approach it's not necessary it's a bit short-sighted because how long are you going to be waiting you know yeah it just yeah, yeah I mean, it's I mean, yeah like adapt I mean, that's the thing
1: i think we've gone to the complete opposite of it like i well i know we have in our training and we're like right this is this is training camp this is like this is just like full effort every day yeah going as hard as we can and putting in like just doing some dirty, dirty sessions down in that garage where you're lying on the ground afterwards in a mess, but you're like, all right, let's live that full-time athlete lifestyle.
0: Yeah. It's the fucking best opportunity to do it. I mean, if you're going to take a silver lining from it, like that's probably the best possible one.
1: 100%. Yeah. 100%.
0: I think that's like the best message to be like sending to your members and to anyone else who's listening as well. Is yeah. like using it to your fucking advantage. I noticed you're doing like a bunch of gymnastics stuff too. I've always been yeah. absolute shithouse at gymnastics, <laughs> but it would be such, a, I mean, there's so many things you can do without actually needing equipment um, in terms of uh, building stability and strength and all that kind of thing. Um, so it's such an awesome opportunity to actually work on that.
1: Yeah. And I think like one of the big things, and this is like, I reckon this is a huge thing. Is like, I think for us, like for athletes and the athletes we coach and programming and you guys, like athletes at a higher level or wanting to be at a higher level, we know there's got to be more work done. I think this could be a really good time to, for people to go, Hey, I want to push a bit harder because it's like, what we program for class and that, they get an hour each day where they're in there for class. You're not going to get enough for weightlifting.
0: To, to... For weightlifting? They have an hour for weightlifting, sorry, or for CrossFit?
1: No, this is, like, for CrossFit. Like oh, they yeah, yeah. That, They turn up... Yeah, well, that's the thing.
0: If you want to class, actually get good, like, training for an hour, like, five days a week, like, I mean, yeah, you might increase your fitness and you'll get a PB here and there, but you have to really fucking focus on
1: those weaknesses, right? massively and that's the thing is like i i like i love people doing class and then i also try to push people to do open gym after class i'm like yeah. getting open gym you tell me what you want to work on i'm gonna write you out a program of stuff that Like if you come in every day and you're like right i want to put together like 30 butterfly pull-ups right let what are we going to do after class each day to make sure you're getting those
0: oh my god i well, wish you had been my crossfit coach when i did crossfit <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> i was the
0: keenest motherfucker like it was terrible i was never really any good but like i was that level of cane like yeah,
1: yeah. that's like that's I, I think like i nerd out massively on this sort of stuff and when it comes to coaching like i'll sit there for like hours after coaching with like people just talking and going through different things and all that sort of stuff which is i don't know that's what i love doing and that sort of thing but i think it's It's such a good thing when you're getting people and people are starting to, like, put that time and that extra effort in and they're like, oh, I can do this now. I can do this now. And it's like, I've been telling you for months to just do, to, to, like, put that extra 10 minutes, extra 20. If you put an extra hour every day, you're going to be in a whole new ballpark.
0: Yeah, massively. That's what I've said to, like, my, the members at my gym too, like, you know, I always hear, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. I'm like, you got no excuse now. Like, literally yeah. no excuse. You're all at home. You can't go out. You can't go out drinking. You can't go out doing any of the things that, I don't know, whatever people normally do. Like, what what yeah. else better to do than to become better, right? Like, how mm-hmm. is that not everyone's fucking goal right now?
1: Yeah. Like, we've, um.
2: We just, like, dial in on nutrition, dial in on stretching and recovery and dial in on sleeping, dial in on meditation, like you've got every opportunity now to do that.
0: Yeah. I mean, with, I mean, there's so many shit things going on for people like people losing businesses and jobs and money and everything like it fucking sucks and people dying obviously also sucks. (laughs) But so not to minimize that, obviously it is a shit time for a lot of people But I think if you can manage to look past that, it's actually just like fucking Gainesville, basically. Yeah,
1: Yeah, definitely. Like it could. It's definitely one of those times that could be the best thing that's happened to us.
2: My um my nutritionist or our nutritionist is also like major nerd and like headspace and stuff. She, I just keep referring back to it every day. She gave me this analogy. She's like, you are like a TV like you have channels in your mind if if your mind if your brain is on a channel that you don't like you have the ability to change your channel to something you do like yeah. so it's like as easy as I like can just telling that. yourself if you're in a negative shit headspace then like change that channel change the channel remember what you want to be doing why you want to be doing it and yeah. you you can just change your channel in your head it's that easy
0: oh my god that's like the best thing i've ever heard like yeah. that is so simple, that's so right? that's so good yeah massively
1: that's fucking awesome yeah it's like that like I, I think like that's the sort of stuff like because she she does work with both of us and like it's incre- it's been crazy being being able to change my mindset is a massive thing like it's such a game changer yeah such a game changer yeah and like like a lot of a lot of the stuff like like I look at guys like um Ben Bergeron, like the man, like, Oh,
0: his book that, I think that was a fucking game changer for me reading that book.
1: It's unreal. It's right? so good. Like, if, you listen, if you listen to some of his like podcasts, have you listened to yeah, his Yeah.
0: They're fucking amazing. He's awesome. Yeah, like
1: I think what, like, I just love what he does and what he brings. And I think that's one of the things like, I want to be able to really tap into as a coach is like, I loved when he said, and and this is the flip side of what most coaches go, they go, give me someone who's strong in the head and I can turn them into a great athlete. But I love how Ben's like, give me a great athlete and I can make them really strong in the head.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's – because he talks a lot about that with Katrin, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Katrin and Matt and and that sort of thing. Like, the whole thing with Matt was insane. Like, awesome how he's like, well, I can't coach – like, he can do everything. He, he knows what he needs to do. He yeah. was just tapping into here.
0: It's a really good time to be focusing on that too, like reflection and yeah. fucking like strengthening your mind, I guess.
1: Yeah. I think that's like – I don't – it's interesting. I don't see it as much in CrossFit. But like obviously there's a, a lot of mental side to it in that. But you look at weightlifting – One in every three weightlifters I feel like we're going to try and kill ourselves every second day. We miss a lift, it's the end of the world.
0: Dude, how bad is (laughs) it? I was just talking (laughs) about this the other day about, like, oh, my coach was like, you've got to think about a skateboarder, right? Like, you watch a skateboarder bail and they always jump up and they're always laughing and it's kind of like, haha, that was fucked, you know? But a weightlifter misses a lift and it's just like they want to fucking kill themselves and they're, like, questioning. They're, like, like... this, right it's so bad and he's like so why the fuck can why the why is it so bad if you fail lift? like what the fuck like this is supposed to be fun
1: like yeah and i think that's yeah. where i think that's where we lose a lot of lifters i think i think one of the biggest things here in australia is we look like i know it happens to me like i like you created you start creating these massive roadblocks and then you're constantly trying to hit something, and then injuries come in because you're trying to constantly hit something and yeah. that sort thing. And then you just go in this deep dark hole, and you're like, "All right, this is this is shit." I know it happened to to Bailey as well in like the, this lead up to the Olympics. Like you get in a really dark place, and then it's like, "Well, I used to be able to do this. Why can't I do this now?" And then, and all that sort of stuff. Like yeah. it's it's definitely one of those things that I think the culture in weightlifting I, I think there needs to be a big change and I don't know whether it's because of the the old heads we've got in weightlifting in terms of coaches like it's awesome now seeing all these young dudes come through and and like young female coaches come through because I think that'll make a big change but like a lot of the old older heads are like if you miss a lift it's like bam yeah. they're on you straight away and that sort of thing and it's like if you miss that lift, then we don't ever get to push past that. Or it's like, oh, you missed that nut. we're we'll bringing you right back.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's
1: like, I think that's, I, I don't know whether it's generational. I, I kind of think it is that a lot of our generation don't deal with that sort of shit well.
0: <laughs> no, nah, I guess we're kind of soft in that regard. But also, yeah. it's not just about being soft, it's about being more... I guess self-aware and more in touch with how you feel and being okay with being able to express that and not just holding in every single emotion you've ever had, Yeah, (laughs) which is, I guess what people used to do. And now it's like, you know, see a therapist, um, do those things like that's perfectly normal and like encouraged for people to do where, you know, I mean, 50 years ago, if you saw a psych, you were like a fucking mental case.
1: <laughs> yeah, But I yeah. think like weightlifting back then too, and that sort of stuff. Like it was like the, it was it was small. You don't have people in every single gym throughout Australia doing some sort of weightlifting. Whereas now people want to like do it because they enjoy it. They're like, oh, this is really fucking cool. If you go back like 10, 20 years, but I think well, I say before the boom across it, right, and before it was a part of it. It was like, if you were a weightlifter, it was like, you were a weightlifter. And that was it. You know, like,
0: it was supposed to be fun.
1: <laughs> it wasn't the cool thing to be doing.
0: No, nah, it was not cool. Yeah. You watch,
1: like, uh, I think it's School of Champions. Like, I absolutely love the documentary on Abhijayov and, like, the Bulgarians when they were, like, absolutely dominated weightlifting. If you haven't watched that. I haven't. I'll send you the link. Please it is go. like the coolest old school weightlifting doco movie you'll ever watch.
0: I've got all the time in the world, so. Yeah.
1: So, and this is like, but you, like, I think there's one part in there and this guy's like, and this was the old system. He's like, because that Bulgarian system where they're hitting those maxes like every day and that sort of stuff. And it was insane. And obviously they were having some very good vitamins at the time. <laughs>
0: Kind of like the ones people are taking right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but he was honestly like insane in how cutthroat he was. And I think that is a lot of that time and that era of people were like, it was, they did weightlifting as a a means to get out of their shitty situation and their shitty life and try to make something. If you could be a weightlifter, if you could be an Olympian, like that was insane. You can make something. I don't think now it's it's at that level. Like,
0: no, because you just go to your job or you go home to your, yeah. you know, rented apartment and, you know, you're not really struggling in any other aspect of your life, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so people don't have that same desperation or urgency to, like, be fucking better. No. But I feel like, I mean... This situation now, I guess, that we're in, it does kind of give people that, like, oh, my God, I have to fucking get strong. Like, I have to use this opportunity. No one wants to come out the other side of six months of isolation and not be able to squat what they could when they went in. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. the desire to keep the gains is
1: so strong. <laughs> and I think that the desire of fitness now, not just weightlifting, not CrossFit, like, all sorts of fitness is so big now. Like, and we see that in what you were saying earlier about, like, buying stuff and, like, having to get... There's... No one can buy any shit. It's all sold out. It's mental. Places now are going, well, we're going to jack the price of, like, 20 30% because people will pay for equipment. Or you see equipment popping up on, like, Gumtree and, like, the Facebook group pages and that sort of stuff. And people are selling, like shitty old, like, I saw a shitty old rusty barbell being sold at, like, regular retail price, and I'm like, what
0: what's going on? People pay it, though. People are mental. People are yeah. yeah. Well, people are mental. People are, they just need to train. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what it is. It is essential. Like, if people are paying full price for a piece of shit barbell, like,
1: yeah. It, it just goes to show how essential health and fitness is to us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it really, like, I think it brings people together. Like, that's why I thought of creating this podcast, I guess, because, you know, I never would have spoken to you guys otherwise. Um, You know, I was like, fuck, I'm going to ask them how they're doing, you know, because we love doing the same stuff. And I think it's a really good chance to, like, like, forge these connections with people like... You know, so when this is all over, you know, we can fucking train together and we can expand, like, the community of people who do want to spend six months just getting real jacked.
1: Yeah, <laughs> which is, like, it, it's funny because, like, I was like, oh, this all this going on at the moment. And, like, I've been friends with Sophie for, like, a long time. Like, and, like, we she, when she came down here and trained at the academy a few times and then when I'd been up to Melbourne and, like, obviously at, like, Nationals and Aussie Open and all that sort of stuff, um, and we got a we got a really good friendship. But I was like, I, it was literally when I saw her like training the other day. I like commented, and I'm like, oh, back on it! She's out of retirement!" <laughs> like,
0: how good's that? I'm so excited like, for her as well. She said she's feeling more positive than she ever like has about training, and I'm like, if it took an apocalypse to get so back into weightlifting, then fucking yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> She's, like, one of my favourite people to watch because it's, like, with soap, so... It's full commit, everything. Like I've I know, seen her she's hit the fucking boxed to all. Like, felt like her body was about to explode. She's but amazing. Like, that's like, I just love the attitude that she took into the sport. Um, and we had, we, we've had some massive conversations about that and stuff when we were both, like, competing in that about how that mental side fucks you up so much. Yeah. Like, and I think it, it it the same thing, it's just took that toll in terms there, like obviously work and everything like came, came and like uni and all that, but just being able to break away, it it's it's nice to break away. And now I know the days where we have in CrossFit programming and there's a barbell workout or something, I'm like, Fuck yeah, I can't wait to pick up a bar where it's like six months afterwards, I was like, I
0: don't even want to see a barbell. Yeah, I did actually try and do a wad the other day with Emily. We did three movements, wall balls, kettlebell swings, and then it was, like, choose your own adventure on the barbell. And we yeah. did, like, three rounds of, like, one minute on, one minute off, and we were, like, fucked. Yeah. It was the worst. I was like, this, I can't believe that I used to do this, and I'm so unfit now. Um So, Big respect to you guys for nailing the weightlifting and the crossfit. Um, I it's,
1: it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty cool. Like, I, I think it was, like, cool. One of the coolest things about it is, like, if you're in that good head space and it, it does cross over, like, we did a, a partner comp for shits and giggles, well, for a bit of fun last year. And we both hadn't been doing really any weightlifting you at all. You won, though, right? What was that? You won, though, right? Oh, we came second oh
0: how did you not win
1: well because i'm too short for legless rope uh- <laughs> <laughs> but like the dude who like the, the dude who beat us by one rep on the rope oh, and, like, seriously he, he dropped from the top and like smashed his ankles so oh shit I'm like, hey i get to train tomorrow so oh
0: no I'm that not. sucks
1: yeah yeah but i think it was cool because like being out of weightlifting for a while and just we were only focused on like building engines because we were like we gotta get fit. And what'd you you snatched like 87 in it? 87 and that was like That's not amazing. Doing any pulls anything. And it was just like it's not far off well, you've done ninety-three at Pacific games.
2: Yeah, but like to hit to hit eighty seven when I was just doing weightlifting like and training would be a good day for me. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's fucking awesome. There's something about the vibe of a CrossFit comp though that yeah. just like I found it like competing in weightlifting. There's just not that. <laughs> it's so much harder. I
2: think the distra- I think it's the distraction. I think like yeah, yeah. The atmosphere, the distraction. I definitely think I lift better in CrossFit comps than
0: I do. In- I mean, I lifted like a bag of dicks, but I would generally get a lift.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even yeah, if it was. Like, that's it's, that's what it was crazy. Like I was like what, like clean I literally going into that I didn't cleaned over like 120 125 maybe for like four or five months yeah I, like, oh, uh, I hadn't done any pools I hadn't done anything like that and I was like I, we did in the like we were warming up out of the back and I did like 120 and I was like oh okay well we'll go out there and I'll try I'll take my first lift at maybe 130. Obviously. And then we'll go like 135, and maybe if, if that's good we'll we'll have a crack at 140. And I was like, hit 130, I was like, nah. Just in that atmosphere, I'm like, fuck it, let's go. 140, yep, yeah, sweet, let's go 150. But oh like my gosh. I miss, miss 150, but I was like, I hadn't cleaned over like 125 in so long. But I was also like, it was just the enjoyment of lifting. Yeah. Which I think when we're doing weightlifting, we get too caught up at times in not having that enjoyment.
0: Yeah, 100%.
1: Like, I just want to go fucking full send today and whatever happens, happens.
0: Yeah, I think we need more of that. Well, maybe we can now. We've got all the opportunity to just go ham.
1: Yeah, let's, let, let's get like a fucking national max out Friday going.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm keen. Let's do this.
1: <laughs> How sick would that be? Like a big Zoom session, max out, like everyone just getting on it. Would be unreal. Like I see um the guys from the weightlifting platform, they've got like their little comp and that going in these places. I was like, let's let's do that. Like those used to be my favourite sessions, those Friday night max outs where everyone just gets in, everyone gets high.
0: Yeah, yeah, I reckon you guys you guys drive it, hundred percent. I will join. That'd be sick. Do it. Yeah. Um, oh, really cool. Thank you so much for the awesome. chat. It's lovely to meet you, even if it's on a screen. Yeah. Um, and we'll obviously definitely keep in touch. And I'd just love to hear how you guys are going and how you keep the vibe and the community and the gains alive. Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah. No, it's been cool. Right back at you. And
0: we'll see you down here in Tessie soon. Fuck yeah. yeah. So keen. Yeah. Take All care, right. guys. I will talk to you soon.
2: All right, go. See care. ya. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye.